1: Welcome to the show. Welcome back. I, I love that I'm here every Tuesday with you. And the invitation is to join me every Tuesday live at 9am and to allow me into your life and into your heart to sprinkle some love to sprinkle some insights to challenge your mind, to open your mind, and to open your heart. And really, it's all about changing minds right now. We need to change minds because what's what, what used to work is no longer working and Our beliefs are actually holding us back in so many ways because most of the beliefs we have are actually programmed fear-based beliefs. So I'm here to inspire you, to empower you, to ignite something inside of you that makes you want to stand up and say yes, say yes to play your part, say yes to healing, say yes to just standing up and standing out in this world right now and speaking your truth in the way that you're meant to. So today I'm going to be talking about four counterintuitive tips to bypass the ego and improve intuition. The, The one thing that I've seen over and over again is just how clever and tricksy the ego is. So our ego mind is all based on fear. The ego is our master teacher of fear. And The ego serves a purpose until one day it doesn't. So I'm not saying that the ego is a mistake or it's wrong or it's a problem. It becomes a problem when it actually takes over. It becomes the problem when uh, we are actually letting the mind kind of take over and override the heart and the knowing in our heart. So what happens is we actually get to a point where we're actually mistaking knowledge for knowing. So we've got knowledge in the mind, and there's a lot of knowledge we can gather on a human level from a human perspective based on human experiences, ours and other people's. And then there's knowing, which is in the heart. And the knowing in the heart actually is not limited by our filters, our beliefs, our, our kind of fear-based programming the knowing in our heart goes beyond logic and reason. The knowing in our heart is it goes beyond the mind and we're tapping into our divinity, our divine nature, the true essence of who we are. Now, one of my favorite quotes by Albert Einstein is the intuitive heart is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. The intuitive heart is a sacred gift, and the intuitive heart holds a knowing that goes beyond what the mind can comprehend. When we tap into that, when we start to live life by divine, we are using our intuitive heart to guide us and lead us in every moment. And it can lead to an an extraordinary life, an extraordinary life full of miracles, which is... Have that, which is what's been my experience, and what has been my experience witnessing a lot of my clients and members shifting from the head and into the heart. Our natural innate ability to tune into our intuition is what we are born with, it's part of who we are. And we've been taught to get out of our heart and into our heads and figure things out, to analyze, to to think things through, to weigh the pros and cons. It's all head-heavy processes. And what happens is we are, we, we are born intuitive and we're programmed to forget. We're programmed to doubt it, to fear it, to question it. And today I want to talk about four tips, tricks that I've discovered along the way that can actually bypass the ego. So the ego is our master teacher of fear, and it's it'll stop at nothing to keep us safe. That's its goal. It wants to keep us safe because it's afraid. But it also wants us keep us, to keep us from taking risks. It wants to keep us playing small. We don't want to stand out in the crowd because we, we'll be vulnerable. That's the ego's perspective. And the truth in our heart is, we're all meant to shine in our own ways. Some of us are meant to shine more on global stages. Some of us are meant to shine more within our communities. Some of us are meant to stand up and shine within our families. Whatever it is, whatever role we're meant to play, it's essential that we all say yes to play that role. And there's two ways to play the role in life, to, to be in our humanness. We can be animated by fear, or we can be animated by love. We can let fear be the fuel that ignites our actions and behaviors that influences everything we do, or we can let love be that force within us, that natural force that is our essence, be the fuel that ignites all of our inspired action. The beautiful thing is when we actually let love lead, when we let our heart lead, we're actually operating on everyone's behalf, everywhere, all together, all at once. We're serving all of humanity. The heart serves all. When the guidance comes through the heart, when the insights and the nudges and the the breadcrumbs come through the heart and we follow those breadcrumbs, we're actually serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. It's for you and everyone. When we are in our minds, when we're making decisions from our head, in our human mind, it's a limited perspective because we have all these filters and all these programs that are based on fear, on limitation, about what we think is possible or what we believe is not possible. So it's very limited. So in order to really live intuitively, to let your heart, intuitive heart, lead you, sometimes we need to bypass the mind. And I actually work on helping people get out of their head and into their hearts. And although the head and the heart, the physical heart seems like a very short distance, it's a challenging journey for a lot of people to to remember how to lead with the heart. We were born that way. We were born intuitive. You can see it if you take a look at children or babies and the, their interactions and what they're playing with and how they how they interact with each other, how they interact with people, how they interact with their environment. They're very intuitive. We all were. We were programmed to forget. In our programming, we forgot. In our programming, we doubt and we fear. And we shifted away from our heart and into our heads. Now, we're all being called to get back into the heart. We're all being called to be back into our our kind of intuitive nature. And There are certain ways that we can work with the mind to support it. My intention for everyone is to get them out of their head and into their heart. Another way to say that is to to take the mind and put it in the passenger seat and let the heart drive. When the heart is leading or driving and the mind is in the passenger seat, then the mind can be used as the tool that it's meant to be used. It's not meant to lead. We're not meant to be thinkers and logical beings. We're, we're intuitive beings. So when we can use both the mind and the heart, but let the heart lead, let our intuitive nature lead, then we're setting ourselves up for an extraordinary life. And we're actually going to be aligning with the path that we're really truly meant to be on. And what the world needs right now, what all of humanity needs, is more of us to wake up, get out of our heads, and lead with our heart. For more of us to shift out of fear and into love and lead with that force of our, our true nature. It's in that place where we can really truly make the greatest difference in the shortest amount of time. If all of us actually woke up and made a conscious choice for love all together all at once, the world would instantly heal and everyone would be in alignment. And that, that's, that would be the miracle to turn everything around. Now it takes one person. It takes one choice for love to start the ripple effect. So it may feel big and massive to think of the whole world needing to wake up and change. And I'm just going to invite you to just to focus on you, you today. Just focus on you right now. The work you do within yourself has an impact. Always has, always will have. So you doing your own internal work is essential. When we look at, for you, how often you choose love over fear or how often you choose fear over love, I want you to take a radical, honest look at your life right now and just reflect on that. When you look at your day as a whole, when you look at the choices you make all day long, what are the how often do you make a choice for love? How often are you in alignment? On, on what scale from 0 to 10, 0 being none at all and 10 being completely in alignment with love and completely letting your heart lead you? Where do you lie in that scale? On an average day, you do it 50% of the time, five out of 10. Do you do it 80% of the time, eight out of 10? Do you set an intention for nine out of 10? And it's not a judgment. It's just an observation. Where are you at now? And then where can you be? Can you inch it up a little bit? Can you just raise the roof a little bit on that set point? Can you just decide to make a conscious choice a little bit more often? Or perhaps you find that in certain areas, you're actually very heart-led and then in another area or certain relationships, you're not. So creating awareness around that is really helpful. Awareness is the first key. Now it's important to have awareness without judgment. So one neat tip. This isn't one of the four, but this is one tip that I'll share with you is curiosity. You can be curious and you can have a curious mindset. And in a curious mind, there is no place for judgment. Judgment comes in. It's going to change the energy. It's going to, you're going to feel the discord. So you can shift it back away from judgment and back to curiosity. I'm curious. And wonderment is another beautiful energy too and mindset that helps. So today, as you're listening to the four tips I'm going to share that will help you bypass the ego and close those points of weakness in the mind and improve your intuition. As I'm sharing these four tips, I'm going to encourage you to be curious and be in a place of wonderment. And you can even be in that space anytime you could invite that space of wonderment. I often will say, I wonder what guidance I will get around this. I wonder what spirit will lead me to do. I talk about ego being the teacher of fear and spirit is the teacher of love. So we have two teachers in each moment. We have a choice between one or the other. We can't have both. It's one or the other. When we look at Creating an opening in the mind, a curious mind, a, a place of wonderment in the mind is an open mind. So you could say to yourself, I wonder what Sue will share today that will resonate with me. I wonder what insight or guidance or gift I'm meant to receive today. And then it's not about seeking or actively doing it. It's about opening and being receptive to receive the message in the way that you're meant to receive it. So there may be something in this episode or previous episodes that really jump out and really resonates. You can take that and bring that into your heart and the rest can be water off a duck's back. If it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. It's okay. You might listen to it at another time and all of a sudden something else resonates that didn't before. So we are setting an intention to receive the message that you're meant to receive today in the way that you're meant to receive it. Now I'm talking to thousands of people. So it's not just one person that I'm speaking to. I'm speaking collectively to all of humanity as well. So when you receive your gift, your message, the the important thing is for you to bring it into your heart and then everything else you're listening, you're open, you're curious. You can stay in that place of wonderment And if something else resonates, take it into your heart. And if it doesn't, don't judge it. Just let it go. Just let it be. No judgment because that's ego. If you're in judgment, you're in ego, period. No exception. The heart does not judge. So curiosity and wonderment is where I'm going to invite you to stay today. And always, actually, if you can. (laughs) Why not? Just do it always. Just set that attention always. I'm curious and I wonder. So the four tips, they're counterintuitive tips. They're kind of a funny, they're funny tips. And here's the, here's the reason they are. Is when we look at the programming in the mind, the programming in the mind doesn't always make sense. We believe, once we believe something, we think it's true. But a lot of times our beliefs aren't true. So what we need to do is create a counter belief or something else or another, take another angle so we can kind of go in behind and trick the mind a little bit to be open to something so the very first one is what if I know nothing about anything what if what if I love to play the what if game because the what if game opens up the mind as well so you can play the what if game all you want anytime you want what if I know nothing about anything a closed mind is a mind that thinks it already knows closed mind is a mind that thinks it already knows the moment you think you know your mind is closed and the problem is there's so many people that think they know what they don't know i was one of those people too i used to gather information i used to research things i used to try and understand everything and i had a lot of beliefs and a lot of things that i thought i knew it was just knowledge Knowledge gained knowledge gained in my mind based on my human experiences and based on other people's human experience. Still limited. It still made sense in the context of, of the world from the perspective of my human perspective. But it was limited. So there were certain things that I used to know or think I knew in my mind that have shifted to a knowing in my heart and it's different. So an open mind is essential when you're trying on different perspectives. And I'm going to stretch a lot of people, I I tend to stretch a lot of people's minds. And sometimes people are ready for that stretch. And some people you're not, sometimes they're not. So that's okay, too. If it's if you're not ready for a certain stretch, that's okay, too. But I just want you to try on what if I know nothing about everything and anything. What if everything I think I know is actually not true? So one way that I work with my clients and in the community, I often say, first, we're going to offer over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know. So when you offer over, you can forgive everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know. It opens the mind. And it bypasses the ego's blocks and filters for fear. It bypasses that, the ego standing in, I know, I'm right. So when we can try on the idea that what if I know nothing about anything, or what if everything I think I know is not true, Or what if I could just offer over everything I think I know and everything I think I don't know just for this moment, just for this hour, just for today? There was a time when everybody thought the world was flat and everybody believed that. And I think there's still some people that believe that. And that's okay. That's what they believe. And that's okay. In in their human mind, that's what they believe. there's no judgment. But now we we understand that the world is not flat on a human level. But do we really even know? So when you are kind of venturing into some healing or entering into a healing circle or a, a different experience, that you wanting to have an open mind, just pretend you can offer over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know. Just offer it over. You could put it in a bowl beside you. You can just imagine emptying your head into a bowl beside you, or you can imagine forgiving it all over to to spirit and saying, here, spirit, hold this. This is everything I think I know and everything I I think I don't know. Hold it for me so that I have an open mind. And if you really want to, you can pick it back up any time. So it's not like you have to give it over and you can never have it back. If you really want to pick it back up later, you can. You have the right to do that. You can exercise your human will and do whichever you like around that. The invitation is to try on the idea. I know nothing about anything. Counterintuitive, yes. The mind will not totally comprehend this. It's just a tool that does help open up the mind. So, number two is giving yourself permission to hear the guidance, but not necessarily follow it. So, when you have resistance, when you ask for guidance, or when you want to know what your heart is leading you to do, and you're open to guidance but there's a part of you that's afraid to hear what the guidance might be, then that will close the mind. That will close the channel because the mind is like, I want to hear it, but not if you're going to tell me this. So it's conditional. Like I'm open, but the but kind of erases I'm open because you're really not truly open. So if you're resistant or if you're afraid of what the answer might be when you're tuning into your heart, if you're afraid of what, your heart might lead you to do, if there's fear in the mind, that will actually block the intuitive channel. So one thing that helps with that, especially when I work with, with members is I, I pause cause I can feel their resistance. I can feel their, their fear of knowing what the answer is. So I help them tune in. I, I work with them. I join with them. And then I tell them, I give them full permission to hear the guidance, but not to follow. They can choose to follow or not to follow. When you are open to hear, but you give yourself permission to follow or not follow, there's an opening there to at least hear. And that opens the intuitive channel. So that opens up your ability to hear with the inner ear, to receive the message. And then you can make a conscious choice to follow the guidance or not follow the guidance either way totally okay there's no right or wrong because on a divine level on a divinity level in our spiritual nature we have our soul's will and then we have our human will we have god's will and then our human will and in truth Our true will is one with spirit, is one with God, is one with the divinity. That's really what we truly, truly want on the deepest level. But we have the ability as humans in our humanness to have our own personal will. That's where the ego loves to come in and exercise the personal will. And if we let the ego exercise our personal will based on fear, then we'll have more experiences based on fear. And we'll be more our humanness will be more animated by fear. If we allow our divinity, we allow that force within us to, to move through us and to animate us. We are more operating from that place of love, loving guidance, then that will be a different experience. We'll be more in alignment with our true will, which is a shared will with spirit. When we give ourselves permission to exercise our human will, we get to choose whether we follow the guidance or not. And there's no judgment that it's wrong. And there's no judgment that it's Right. Because that's still ego, right and wrong is all ego. We just need to make a choice for peace sometimes. Sometimes the guidance that comes in stretches us so much, it stretches our mind so much that it creates more suffering to follow it or more of a perception of suffering in the mind to actually follow the guidance. So sometimes the guidance will come in and we'll, we'll see what it is. We'll feel and know what it is. We connect to that knowing in our heart what we're meant to do. And then we make a choice in our mind for peace. And sometimes that choice for peace is to not follow the guidance. Sometimes we need to stay in it a little bit longer. Sometimes we need to go back in and check and just make sure Sometimes we have to go back into a relationship just to make sure that it's actually time to leave it. Sometimes we need to stay a little bit longer in that, in that job just to, just to be sure. Sometimes we need to stay a little bit longer in a relationship to just to give us peace of mind, key words being peace of mind, knowing that we did everything we could and that we exhausted all of the options. So that when we did follow the guidance to leave, to let go of that relationship, then we know in our heart, we know in our mind, in our heart, that, that we can be at peace. It's really about bringing the mind along to align with the knowing in the heart. So I give you permission to follow or not to follow. Following the guidance leads to more miracles. Following the guidance is actually serving everyone, including you, in a way that, that not following the guidance is. So it's, it's kind of, um, it's a more powerful path, but at the same time, it's not better than, I don't want to judge it. If you choose to make a choice for peace and not follow the guidance, totally. Okay. If you do that, I give you permission to do that. When we look at the next piece, number three, we're just going to look at resistance. Resistance is a great tool to use. So I love using resistance as a tip to shine light on our blind spots. Now, the way I define resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks, and what the heart knows. So if the mind and the heart are in sync, there'll be no resistance. If you have the guidance in your heart, if there's that knowing in your heart of what you're meant to do, and your mind is coming along for the ride, there's no resistance. If your heart is guiding you to do something and you're afraid, the mind is afraid, there's part of you that's afraid, then there'll be resistance. The further away you are from the knowing in your heart, the bigger the gap, the bigger the gap, the more resistance. So the further away your heart is, your head is, I should say, from the knowing in your heart, you'll have more resistance. Resistance can show up as procrastination. It can show up as irritation, frustration, anger, resentment. It can show up as projection, judgment, blame. It can show up as a busy signal when you're calling somebody. It can show up as your computer crashing. You're trying to do something. You're trying to force something. The computer can kind of crash. There's a lot of different ways that resistance can show up. It can show up in the, in the way we behave, in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our, all, all, in our environment, all those kinds of things. So there's a real wide variety of resistance and potential resistance. The key is to identify when things aren't running smoothly or when you're kind of hitting up against things or you're feeling like you've got some roadblocks placed on your path or a wall that's really trying to redirect you. It's It's essential to pause and ask, what is this resistance about? because resistance is a friend shining light on what you need to see what you need to feel or what you need to heal so when we look at resistance as a friend that's one of the one of the three one of the four tips we can use it to actually shine light on some of our blind spots the ego would loves to hide things it loves to hijack things it loves to disguise itself as love itself, it, it disguises fear as as love. It disguises itself as caring. It will do anything to survive. It will go at many many lengths of uh, and do whatever it has to in order to survive. So the ego is very clever. It's a clever shapeshifter. And I talk about the ten stages of evolution in my book, The Evolution of the Ego: How to Unwind, unwind Your Ego, Embrace Your Humanness, and Embod[y] Your Divinity. So if you want to dive deeper, into understanding the ego, you can do that. And then, of course, there's the Ego Game of Opposites on my website, and there's ways to access that for free, or you can become a member and access it as well. The, the Ego Game of Opposites and the Evolution of the Ego combine those two tools, the book and the, the online game, is designed to expose the way the ego has embedded fear into your life. It is designed to help you get one step ahead of the ego. The ego is a clever shapeshifter and is always evolving and always shifting. And just when you figured it out, just when you figured out the angle the ego is taking, it shifts and changes direction. And it does that because it, it needs to remain in charge. It needs to believe that you are buying into fear and believing the ego's stories and tactics to keep you safe. And when we have an understanding of the ego, when we have a better understanding, we're actually able to be one step ahead of the ego. So I'm going to share the fourth one, the fourth tip after the break. We're going to take a short break here. And you're listening to Life by Divine, and I am your host, Suja May. I'm excited to share more with you today around some counterintuitive tips to help you bypass your ego and improve your intuition. We'll be right back.
2: The Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear and align your intuitive channel, and the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to Source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy.
1: welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine and I'm your host Sudime. Today I've been talking about some four encounter counterintuitive tips to help you bypass your ego and improve your intuition. The biggest thing with intuition is we're very intuitive. We have a clear intuitive channel when we're born and the ego and fear closes it up. It's almost like the ego kind of like pinches the fire hose and blocks the flow of, of our intuition, kind of disconnects us and makes us forget. Society makes us forget. We're programmed to fear and we're programmed to think about things, to weigh the pros and cons. We're programmed to be cautious, to be careful, To, to and it feeds our ego. It actually feeds and expands our ego. So I mentioned earlier the ego has a purpose until one day it doesn't and it actually what happens is it gets so inflated and so big and so our lives become so in infiltrated by fear that we are so disconnected from our true nature and what it is is about forgetting how to be intuitive and we need to remember so these are some tools that will help you remember but it's also some tools that help you bypass the clever ego tactics. So the first one I talked about is is offering over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know to open up the mind. What if I know nothing about anything? What if everything I think I know I don't know? So it's just an opening in the mind. So as we have this belief that we already know then it's a closed mind. If you think you know, it's already closed. Remember in the Intuition Academy this last year I had a student in the beginning who She's She's been in the industry for a long time. She's very spiritual. She's got a lot of training. She has a lot of information. And we every time she would listen to one of the things, she one of the lessons, she would be like, oh, yeah, I know that already. And I'm like, can you pretend that you don't know? Can you just pretend that you don't know so that you can be open? And she started to actually do that, and then she started to actually hear different things. Because a lot of times what I teach in the Intuition Academy is – Some of the lessons are actually lessons that you would hear out in the world, but I always have a unique spin or twist to it. And, or I, I kind of get in with something that you're familiar with or that, you know, and then I kind of take a different angle and get in behind and, and break up the mind from behind and kind of bypass the ego. So I do a lot of these tricks in the intuition Academy and she started, I started to feel an opening and she started to kind of settle into being a student. That's the challenge when we're teachers. Sometimes people have a hard time being the student. So I always say for myself and for my students to be the student first. Always be the student first. I'm always the student first and the teacher second. So I'm showing up for you right now, teaching, extending, sharing a message. But at the same time, I'm open to the message for myself. I'm open to being a student in this experience in every moment that I have in this human experience. So being the student first is really helpful. So I talked about what if I know nothing about anything? The second one, give yourself permission to follow the guidance or not. So what you're doing is I'm willing to hear what the guidance is, and I give myself permission to follow or not to follow. That creates an opening in the mind as well. And you kind of bypass the ego. The ego has these clever placed points of weakness in our mind. And when we have those points of weakness, the ego uses them And we kind of circle back and we have these repeating patterns, that sort of thing. So it uses them very cleverly to kind of keep us stuck and to keep us playing small and playing safe. And when we recognize it, we can start to use these these tips and tools to bypass the ego's points of weaknesses. And eventually we can close that point of weakness altogether, depending on on the the point of weakness and, and the nature of it and the root of it. The third one I talked about was resistance, using resistance, seeing it as a friend, shining light on your blind spots or shining light on your leftovers. We can use resistance anytime to to know, like if life is bumping up against something, then there's something for us to look at. If we are triggered by something someone is doing or not doing, that is something to look at. so when we can actually take that resistance and then shine light on it and look within, and we'll actually be able to heal it at the root and clear it and, and be free of it. Sometimes we will need support to get in and underneath those pieces. So just be aware that those some of the blind spots, you're not going to be able to find yourself. That's where working in community or coming into the Intuition Academy can help it with, with the work that I could do with my clients, my members. If you feel inspired to do that, you may be inspired to work with another coach or healer, Follow the breadcrumbs, trust your intuition. If you're meant to work with somebody, you'll know. And if you're not sure, on my website, on the homepage at the bottom, you will see the Heart Yes Check-In Tool. It's a guided meditation that I recorded. It's free. You don't even have to opt in if you don't want to. There is an option to become an open level member for free. You don't have to do that. The Heart Yes Check-In Tool is available for anyone at any time. You can go there. You can click on it. And you can use it. So if you're feeling drawn towards something, but you're not sure if you're feeling resistance about something and you're trying to make a decision and you're trying to discern between your true heart yes and your egos maybe disguised as, as a yes, then the Heart Yes check-in tool can help you. That's one of the tools that's available. You can go to my website, heartledliving.com, and you can access that for free. The fourth tip that I uh, want to share with you today, the fourth tip is a willingness to be wrong or to get it wrong. When you are willing to get it wrong, then you take away that point of weakness from the ego. So the ego uses this front or this defense. It's either a fight to be right or a defense not to be wrong. So we're afraid to be wrong or we're fighting to be right, or both, depending on the situation. When we fight to be right, we will always feel wrong, no matter what. When you fight to be right, you will always feel wrong. I talk about that in my book, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong. In That's it, a whole chapter. When we fight to be right, we will always feel wrong. Because as long as we're standing in, I'm right, someone else needs to be wrong. And as long as we're standing in, I'm right, we're defending that we're right, someone else will be defending that they're right. And in their eyes and in their perspective, we are wrong. So no matter what, when we fight to be right, we will always feel wrong and we'll continue to stand in that fight. And it's exhausting and it actually separates us. It keeps us feeling separated. It keeps us feeling isolated. It keeps us feeling entitled or on guard in defense and we're defending our heart. We're defending past hurt and it's keeping us feeling separate and it definitely doesn't allow for true connection. So when we drop our defenses and we're willing to get it wrong or willing to be wrong, then the ego has no point of weakness there. Because the ego is like, you can't get it wrong. You, you don't want to get it wrong because then people will judge you. The ego's angle is you've got to be right. you got to do it right. you got to be perfect. Whatever it is, whatever angle it's taking around it, there's a lot of different layers when it comes to fighting to be right or fear of being wrong. When we look at those pieces for ourselves and kind of unwind from them and Sometimes we can't always see our blind spots in it. So the one thing that helps bypass the ego and you can kind of in the moment use it and eventually kind of dig in underneath it and get underneath it to reveal it so you can heal it. But in the moment where you're feeling that resistance, you can actually say to yourself, I'm totally willing to be wrong. It kind of ties into that. If I, if you think you're right, or if you think, you know, then it's a closed mind. So when you say I'm totally willing to be wrong, it opens up the mind, but it also dissolves the fear of getting it wrong. Because the truth is you can't really get it wrong. In the ego's mind, you can. In other people's judging eyes, you can. But that's all fear-based judgment. That's all the filter of fear that they're looking through. But in truth, we can't get it wrong because every path that we take is a path that has powerful lessons. Some of the paths, if we choose fear, it's usually a more challenging path. If we choose love, it's usually more of a kind path, although it has its own challenges. Every path is challenging in its own way. Usually the fear-based path, usually if we're not following guidance, it's more challenging. It's a little bit more sticky. There's a lot more loops to jump through and it's more of an obstacle course. Sometimes we have to take these detours totally okay nothing wrong with that path some of us need to learn the lessons the harder way i know i did for a long time for the first 20 to 30 years of my life i was learning those lessons the hard way now i'm choosing to to learn the lessons more the guided way those lessons aren't always easy still there's some really challenging lessons the awakening process becoming more conscious and and awakening to the truth of who we are and living from that place doesn't make it completely easy. It's easier because we have an understanding. It's easier because it's a choice for peace, but it doesn't mean it's easy on a human level to navigate it. It's still quite challenging. We still are operating in our humanness. So the, key is to honor your humanness to embrace your humanness you can embody your divinity at the same time you're embracing your humanness but understand that we're going to have those human emotions we're going to have the the human behaviors come in every once in a while even when we're embodying our divinity we're still going to have those experiences around being human And that's why we're here. We're we're here to have a human experience. The programming we have in the human mind is so based on fear. It's like a foundation of fear that it blocks us and keeps us stuck, that it keeps us living in fear. It keeps us playing small. It keeps us from actually really standing in saying yes to the role that we're meant to play in the world. So it takes great courage because we're kind of going against the grain. We're not following the herd of sheep and forging our own path a lot of times. And as we start to forge our own path, we end up having other people that join us. And that's really beautiful. But sometimes you have to kind of stand on your own for a while and stand in your truth. So the knowing in your heart is the truth that you're meant to be speaking And teaching and extending. Whether that's to a child, whether that's to a friend, whether that's to yourself, whether that's to a large group, whether that's to a global community, whether that's on stage or through song or through book, whatever it is for you. I just want you to understand that everybody's role is essential and everybody's role matters. Every life matters and everybody's decision to choose love has an influence and has an impact directly or indirectly. So the more often you can choose love over fear, the more often you can bypass your ego mind and let your heart lead. You are actually being in service, highest service to everyone, including you you're included. Everyone's included and it has an impact. That's why Gandhi says, be the change. The, the change begins within each of us doing our own work and at the same time extending in the way that we're meant to in the world. And that could be, you know, that could look like you as a healer or a coach that could look like you as a practitioner that may look like you as a clerk at a grocery store. It's a still a, an essential role. It can still have an impact. In fact, it does, whether we realize it or not. So honoring everybody's role. So let's recap. Four counterintuitive tips to help you bypass your ego and improve intuition. Number one, play the what if game. Remember, start with curiosity and wonderment and then get, get into the what if game. What if I know nothing about anything? What if everything I think I know I don't actually know? opening up the mind to another perspective, even if it's just for a moment. Number two, give yourself permission to listen, to hear the guidance, but not necessarily to follow it. So you're giving yourself permission to follow or not to follow. And you can make a choice for peace and it's not wrong. Totally okay. Number three, use resistance as a friend, shining light, pointing to your leftovers, shining light on what you need to heal. Shining light on your blind spots. Resistance is a friend. Use it. Number four, be willing to get it wrong. I remember this one. I, I, there was a period of time where I was practicing this this concept, this idea, and I kept saying, I'm totally willing to be wrong. I'm totally willing to be wrong here. And in my willingness to be wrong, it really opened up me my mind to hearing what the guidance was. And in some ways the guidance that I was led to do in other people's eyes was was a perception of wrong. Not wrong in the way of the world, in the way of like illegal or anything like that, but but it felt wrong to them. But again, that was their judgment, their experience. And really, when it comes down to it, I really need to, I know that I need to follow the guidance because I've seen it over and over again. That when I do follow the guidance, it serves everyone, including me. It, it opens up the minds and the hearts of people in ways that I, I, I couldn't figure out in my head. So the heart actually knows what is for everyone. It's, it's a, a beautiful orchestration for everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. So, follow that knowing in your heart. Release some of the knowledge in your head. Don't cling to it. Don't hold on to it. Don't be be desperate to to keep it, to, to prove you're smart or worthy or knowing. It's just knowledge. Be willing to release the knowledge in exchange for the knowing in your heart. It's in that space where we can really serve everyone, all of humanity, including our planet. My invitation for you is to take one or two of these, maybe all of them if you feel really inspired, and just practice one or two of them and see how it goes this week. I would love to hear what your experience is. You can come join me at the Heart Yes Movement page on Facebook. You can join me on Instagram and just share what is happening when you use these tools, when, the, when you're using these tips and you're integrating them, what shifts for you, what is helping, what is, what is not, what changes, what doesn't, just come and share with me. I'd love to hear from you and, and to hear your experiences. If you're inspired to join us in community, there's three levels of membership. You can join the open level membership for free, and you can, in all three membership levels, you can receive our Heart Yes check-in, our Heart Yes gift set, which includes the Heart Yes Check-in tool as a download if you're interested in becoming uh, the Expansion Level member, which is direct access to me every week on the live calls, as well as my team of healers and coaches, helping you navigate life and helping you in those moments where you're just in the muck of it, and you can just get on the call and reach out, raise your hand and receive direct access to Receive direct guidance in that moment, personalized guidance for you in that moment. That's what the Heart of Living community is all about. There's different levels of membership, but if you're interested in really diving deep and leaving no stone unturned and using these tools and going deep, you can also look at the Intuition Academy. We are opening it up for enrollment for September. It's a whole eleven month, ten to eleven month program with me and with Kimberly, my other. Uh, um, coach and healer who I've mentored for over a decade we together will be your mighty companions walking you through how to unwind your mind and how to align you with your intuitive heart the egos tricksy and I'm going to continue to empower you with as much knowledge as I can so keep coming back to this radio show join me in between on the podcast download the previous episodes Come find me on Facebook and let's let's join in community in whatever way we can. You're not alone. There's a lot of people that are struggling right now with everything going on in the world and all the changes and shifts that are happening. But it's all good news. In the end, it's all good news. We are actually really making some beautiful progress. We just need to hold steady right now. And sometimes we need some mighty companions beside us holding our hand and every once in a while putting a hand on your back saying, you know, you got this, keep taking the step that's in front of you. And and we're all in this together, really, truly. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. I look forward to sharing more next week with you. Namaste.
0: You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartled living.com.